Welcome to the podcast, Think Biblically, Conversations on Faith and Culture. I'm your host, Scott Ray, Dean of Faculty and Professor of Christian Ethics at Talbot School of Theology here at Biola University. We're here at spring training in Arizona today with a very special guest, the ace of the Dodgers pitching staff for the last decade or so, uh, left-handed pitcher Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Clayton, thank you so much for joining us for this and letting us ask you a few questions about your faith. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm also joined by my faculty colleague and Dodgers chaplain, Brandon Cash. Uh, so, Brandon, thanks for co-hosting with me today. Good to be here. Uh, Clayton, tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey, uh, how you came to faith in Christ, and sort of where you are today. Yeah, my testimony is, uh, I guess, not too uh, special or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and, um, you know, it was kind of the Bible belt of the country. And, um, you know, there's a church on every corner. And uh, very fortunate to have a home that got to grow up in the church and got to go every Sunday. And um, did that growing up all the way through. But it wasn't until my sophomore or junior year in high school where I started thinking that, um, you know, Jesus probably needed to have a decision. You know, it was either you're all in on Jesus and um, you're really understanding what that means in your life or you probably don't need to even be going to church. There's no lukewarm Christian, you know, as, uh, as I've heard before. So uh, for me, I really started praying about that at that point. And um, that's kind of when I say that my walk kind of started with Christ. And uh, ever since then, it's, uh, it's been obviously the foundation for me. Okay, so who are, who are some of the people along the way who have impacted you spiritually and sort of helped propel you yeah. to where you are today? Um, well, like I said, the, the community I grew up in was so special. It's uh, Highland Park in Dallas, and there's so many different uh, amazing Christian leaders in that, uh, in that community. But um, I've, had that, I've had the same group of friends I've had since high school. I met my wife in high school and her family, so um, I learned a lot from her, and I learned a lot from her parents just watching them and how... Uh, they interacted, um, and just what it meant to be godly parents, a godly mother, father, husband, wife. Uh, learned from them and um, and their siblings what a family looks like, and uh, and then my friends. Um, I'm very fortunate to have great Christian friends back home in Dallas that uh, keep me grounded. You know, they don't care about the baseball part of it, mm-hmm. and uh, they just want me to be the guy from back home, and that's been so great. So I go back home every off season and see them, and. Um, you know, I, I just attribute my, my faith and my journey to everybody growing up back home. And, um, you know, just, you know, baseball so um, cyclical. You know, it's just one cycle of your life and then it, it goes away. And um, it, it's, just, it's just so nice to have that foundation of people back home. So tell us a little bit about your family. I mean, you've obviously known your wife for a really long time I have, since high school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, tell us a little bit about, about her and about your kids. Yeah, my wife, Ellen, um, She we've been married eight years now, and um, we got married back home. We have two kids, Callie and Charlie. Callie's four, Charlie's two, and, um, you know, we, we met in high school, obviously, and then she went to Texas A&M and um, really got involved with uh, going to Africa, and uh, that was kind of her mission. That's what she felt like God had put on her heart was to go to Africa, and um, kind of help those kids over there. And, um, and we got married in 2010 and literally three weeks later, I'm going over to Africa with her. Wow. And, um, that was kind of the genesis was of Kershaw's challenge. Was that, was that your honeymoon? Basically. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we were three <laughs> weeks after right there. So, um, she really wanted me to know what, uh, that was on her heart, her passion. She wanted me to understand that. And, um, it's, it's different. I mean, it, it really does change you when you go over there and you see it. And, um, um, so thankful that she did that, and now I've been four or five times, and she's been nine or ten. So um, that's it. My mom still lives in Dallas; she's still there now. And um, my parents got divorced when I was probably ten or so, and 
Uh, I've been with my mom since high school. Yeah. So the, the the rhythm of the baseball season, you know, you're away a lot from your family. Uh, yeah. How has how how is the rhythm of the season impacted your family life, and what have, what have you been intentional about trying to do to minimize that impact? Well, I give all the credit in the world to Ellen. I mean, she she makes a priority to get her get our kids wherever I am and uh, she, she says home is wherever we are together and we're fortunate now because Callie's four and she's not quite at that age where she needs to be in school every second of the day or at least we think so so we uh, we bring her around and um, so they're out here all the time in spring training and then they come to LA with me and so really the only times is on the road going on the road and um, you know they come to some west coast cities when they can but Traveling with two kids isn't super easy for a mom, and I mean she's super mom, but that's still it's still not easy. And uh, she does a great job of keeping us together, and um, it's just it's just so important for me. You know, I think um, you just you just get sad when you don't see your kids for a while, and uh, I just just miss them. And to have them around, it really helps take the the stress and anxiety of the baseball season out. Because when you go home, you have to be dad. You can't keep thinking about the baseball stuff. So that's uh, that's pretty great. Now you've got you mentioned Africa that your wife Ellen got you yeah. involved in. Uh, I'm you know I'm aware from Brandon that you, you've got a number of off the field things that you're involved in like that that your faith has been played an important part in. Yeah. You know, tell us a little bit about some of yeah, those. Yeah, so we started uh, like so we started going to Africa and then Ellen met a little girl over there named Hope and she was uh, she's a double orphan, HIV positive that Ellen met at this uh, Christian camp that she was helping out at and. Um, she was just like, Clayton, we have to do more for this girl. She called me, which wasn't a cheap phone call by any means. <laughs> called me from Africa. And uh, she just she just said, you know, Clayton, we have to do more. This girl's going right back where she came from. She's getting three weeks of a break from her normal life, but she's going right back to where she came from. She's on the street. She has no food. And I said, okay, so what do we do? And that was the birthplace of Kershaw's Challenge, and that's the name of our charity. And um Hope is now one of, uh, I think we have 16 kids now in two different homes over there that we helped uh, help start. And um, there's a boy's home and a girl's home. And Hope was nine at the time. And now she's, you know, we don't know exactly, but we think she's around 15 or 16. Mm -hmm. And um, she's thriving. She's doing great. Her heart has completely changed. You know, she would, she didn't trust anybody, super calloused. And now she's like the big sister to all the girls there at the house. And um, it's just incredible. It really is. It's just amazing to see what God has done through hope and through uh, Kershaw's challenge and because we had no intention of starting a charity or nonprofit or anything like that and um, to help one girl to where Kershaw's challenge is now we have different beneficiaries really all over the world we have Africa and Dominican Republic and uh, locally in Los Angeles and then Dallas and um, kind of pick different beneficiaries every year sometimes we have multiple projects for multiple years but um, raising money for some kids in some uh, tough situations and some just some awesome opportunities to help some so kids. So all of that's aimed at helping disadvantaged kids. Yeah, that's kind of our uh, heartbeat at Kershaw's challenge is to help the help kiddos, and uh, you know that's kind of that's kind of where Alan and I believe that's where our mission is is just helping the helpless. You know, these kiddos that are born into tough situations are just uh, are having a rough go of it. That's uh, that's kind of our mission. That's one. Are are all of your partners? Christ-centered? Mm, it depends. It depends on the year. Yeah. Um, that's obviously it would be ideal, but yeah. ultimately we just want great opportunities to help kids. And so every year we have different grant, grant applications for different beneficiaries. Yeah. And so we're going to roll out our new beneficiaries for 2019 uh, around opening day as well. And um, 
Um, I would say majority are, um, yeah. but we have had. It seems like it's been. Yeah, we've yeah. had opportunities to have just different great organizations for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, uh, how, how has your faith made a difference for you as a, a player? Yeah. Well, it's it's just the foundation of everything. So I think um, um, success, failure, um, being injured, being healthy, different things. You know, it can kind of be a roller coaster if you don't have that foundation. So I think having Christ at the center and then realizing that baseball is just a game um, and then realizing that you didn't do anything to deserve the ability to throw baseball. Um, it was just a complete gift. Um, nothing I did to deserve that. Just, it was just from God. And um, now you can work at it and do everything you can with that gift to try and uh, try and glorify Him. And that's, that's kind of my mission is that uh, baseball is a great platform to help a lot of people. Thankfully, a lot of people like baseball. Yeah. There's a lot of Dodger fans out there and um, with that, there's such a great platform to get the word out and um, about what we're doing, but honestly, just what God's doing. And uh, it's a it's a really cool opportunity. And um, you know, like I said, baseball is going to be done. Uh, I'm going to be you know a former baseball player a lot longer than I am a baseball player. So um, while I do have this platform and um, while I do have this uh, notoriety, I guess you could say, it's uh, you're trying to point that in the right direction and realizing that you know baseball is just a just a vessel. What are some of the biggest challenges to your faith that come from being a player? Well, I think it's that. I think getting caught up in the game, you know, which, um, you know, I love baseball. I love the game. Um, I love being able to pitch. I love competing. Um, and I, I'll miss it. I miss it when I'm not able to play or, uh, you know, miss it when I'm hurt or something like that. And um, just trying to find that balance of caring about what you're doing and loving it but not having it um, be the main thing. And, you know, sometimes um, your personality, your mood can be dependent on how you're doing in the game. And that's not fair to the people around you. It's not fair to your kids, your wife. And um, it, it matters to me. You know, I want to do, I want to succeed. I want to do well for a number of reasons. But the main reason needs to be because that's where God puts you and you want to do your best for him. And sometimes you can get caught up in wanting to be successful for your own self or your team or whatever it may be, which is all fine and good, but it can't be the main thing. Something tells me your wife is pretty good at keep, keeping you grounded in She's, that way, too. She is, she is great. She's um, great. Hey, this morning at chapel, you kind of challenged the guys a little bit with a word for kind of yeah, the season Yeah, so I wanted to do that this year in, uh, in chapel. You know, Brandon leads our chapel, obviously, and um, it's great. And but I wanted some more interaction with the guys and just something that was on my heart this offseason. And, you know, you talk about being a Christian witness in the locker room and talking to different guys and... Um, you know, I feel like, you know, the co it's almost a cop-out at times. It's like, well, I lead by example, and other guys will kind of figure it out, and which is true. You don't ever want to just talk at somebody. Um, but I think having that interaction and talking about Jesus with different guys who are all on all ends of the spectrums of believing um, is important. So today I did that in chapel. I, I, uh, we've had different guys kind of give almost many testimonies, I would say, and um, this this uh, this past chapel today, a little bit uh, earlier, we talked about. I talked about trials and just uh, you know, there's some things going on personally with me, with family, with health, with whatever it may be, and um, you kind of have a tendency um, to maybe question God or ask why and um, why is this happening to me or different things like that, and just realizing that um, that's probably not the right mindset. You know, it's that God. Um, we might not see His plan and uh, present time, but over time, over future, we might not see what he's doing, but 
maybe by me going through this, somebody else will come to Christ because of what I'm going through and how I handle it. And so that's what I have to remember. And um, it was good. We talked about, uh, you probably remember the verse better than I do, is James. Uh, yeah, and then count Romans his joy, my yeah, brother. And then, yeah, Romans, Romans 5, where it talks about, uh, the you know, what was it? Suffering leads to en- endurance. Endurance, endurance leads to character. Yeah, yeah. so that was, uh, it was good. Oh, that's great stuff. Um, just a couple other questions, if, yeah. if we could, just on the baseball side. Okay. Uh, you've had a pretty decorated career so far, numbers that put you in pretty select company in the history of the game. Uh, I suspect you have a lot of things that are on your list of uh, accomplishments, things that you've, uh, you know, that you sort of put on your list as highs of your career. Uh, what's the, what's the, the top couple things that you would say are highlights of your career so far? Well, you know, I think it's, I've been very fortunate the last 10 years to get to pitch and get to be in LA and get to do some awesome things on the field. But, you know, ultimately that individual stuff is just not that important to me. Um, I just, it's great and maybe someday, you know, I'll understand that it had a lot of significance or impact. But, you know, right now, like in the middle of my career, it just doesn't seem that important. so getting to go to the playoffs, um, getting to be parts of World Series, and obviously we failed and we haven't won the ultimate prize yet, but um, just big team stuff is, uh, is cool because you're with those guys every day for eight straight months, probably 10, 11 hours a day. So um, when you accomplish something as a team, um, that's the stuff that I'll, I'll remember and just the, the camaraderie of the clubhouse and the culture that we've created. Now you've, I've heard you say this before and you kind of touched on it, the celebrations. And I think it was an old one of the former teammates that kind of yeah, they, told uh, you the importance of that. Yeah, it's just um, I've had multiple guys that's like this doesn't happen very often. You gotta you just gotta soak this in, and um, you know when you're popping champagne, everybody's wearing those ski goggles, you know. And uh, a veteran player once told me he's like, you you can't wear those goggles. You have to embrace the burn. You have to <laughs> embrace it because you just never know when it's gonna happen again. So. You won't ever see me wearing those goggles. One final question: How can we've got you know lots of listeners here who I do. Lots of them are Dodger fans. I'm sure lots of them are Kershaw fans. Yeah. Uh, how can they pray for you during the during, especially during the season as it's getting ready to get started? Yeah. Well, we talked about that today. Uh, there's a word in one of the verses called uh, steadfastness, and uh, I looked that up, and you know it's unrelenting, um, unwavering. And I think that's I think that's a great prayer for me, uh, especially in a long baseball season. It's just uh, to be steadfast in your faith, to remember to remember where you stand, uh, what Christ means to you, um, what He's done in your life, and why you believe what you believe. Um, and then on the baseball side of it, just to remember that um, every day you can impact somebody, and every day. Um, regardless of if you're pitching or not, or if you're having success or not, or not pitching or whatever it may be, there's a lot of different people that are looking at you. And um, so I would just pray that um, to help me remember that. Yeah, this, I so appreciate your answer to that. And especially the question before, because it speaks, I think, to character and humility. And, you know, this is not all about me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's yeah. you know, it's all about somebody much bigger than me. That's right. So, Clayton, right. thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us and to just to to share about your faith and how important that is to you. Uh, all the best to you this season, uh, as and for the Dodgers' success this season. Uh, all the best to you. Thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
This has been an episode of the podcast, Think Biblically, Conversations on Faith and Culture. To learn more about us and today's guest, Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw, and to find more episodes, go to biola.edu forward slash think biblically. That's biola.edu forward slash think biblically. If you enjoyed today's conversation, give us a rating on your podcast app and share it with a friend. Thanks so much for listening, and remember, think biblically about everything.